Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey everyone, clients are always asking me for my recommendations when it comes to a good protein brand. And I want to share with you my go-to. I always suggest J-Raw Protein. They make both a whey and egg white protein, which is actually how I personally came across this brand. I started to notice that I was feeling really bloated after using uh, my original whey protein. And so at the time, I was looking for an alternative that wasn't plant-based. A colleague had in the industry recommended J-Rob egg white protein to me, and I have been hooked on it ever since and always recommend it to all of my clients, particularly those who struggle with the lactose that's in whey protein. It's awesome because unlike other alternatives, it has the same yummy smooth texture as whey protein, making it really easy to mix with anything, whether it's in a smoothie or making a protein bowl or just having it with water on its own. Unlike plant-based proteins, which typically have a little bit of grittiness to them. So I'm super excited to officially be partnering with them now so that I can offer all of you 20% off all of their protein products. Super stoked to be able to pass on these savings to you guys. All you have to do is use the link in the show notes and then use coupon code FITWITHNINA when purchasing any of their protein products. So that's actually going to be jrob.com backslash coupon backslash FITWITHNINA and then at checkout using FITWITHNINA in the coupon code to save 20% off. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough, and I am here today with two colleagues of mine. We are going to be talking today about whether or not you should be sharing your fitness and health journey with your friends, your families, out at social situations. I think this is a super important topic, and I'm super excited to have my friend, Yuli Sirkoff, a certified macro coach, female metabolism specialist, personal trainer and yoga instructor here today. She's also a Moderation 365 nutritionist and has a degree in kinesiology and health science. Elise has been working in the industry for about 20 years now, helping clients in and out of the gym reach their fitness goals. Elise, thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi, Nina. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone who is just starting to listen to this podcast, Elise was actually on episode 12 with me. So really early on in the Making Fit Work podcast, we did an episode on guide, a guide to macro counting. So she went over the ins and outs of why you should use macro counting, how to get started, and just so that people would understand what it's all about. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you scroll way back to episode 12 so that you can catch that one-on-one episode with Elise. And also today, I have my friend Robin Stewart. Robin Stewart is a registered nurse and CEO of YQL Nutrition, a nutrition coaching company that helps women in their 30s and 40s reach their goals and maintain their results, which is obviously the most important part. 
She lives in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. So I have two Canadians here with me today, super exciting, with her husband and two boys where they own and operate a local CrossFit gym. Welcome, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. Excited yeah, to be here. absolutely. I'm so excited. So I thought about this topic mainly because for me, it does come up very often um, when I'm on my one-on-one calls with nutrition clients, how to handle talking about their diet or, and I'm using the word diet here loosely, right? Their choices, their food choices, um, how to handle it. Should they talk about it when they're at social situations, when they're out and about with friends, should they be telling their friends why they're making different food choices now? And I know I have my personal, um, reasons for what I do and also what I recommend to clients. But I really wanted to just hear from you ladies what you think. Has this come up for you before? Does it come up often with your clients? And what do you typically recommend? Robin, let's start with you. We were talking a little bit offline. Um, Does this question come up often? First of all, let's start there with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it comes up in multiple ways, actually. Like, first of all, with family. And there's like a lot of um, different things to navigate in terms of like supportive spouses. Do you talk to your kids about what you're doing? Like those are like Ah. two huge rabbit holes that you can go down with support systems. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like the whole going out, like you mentioned in social situations, um, pressures from, you know, friends about why you're making certain choices. Um, So we kind of like chat up with our, these come up all the time with our clients and we talk to um, our clients about how to navigate all three, but we do that like on a personal level, because I think everybody's comfort zone is different. Everybody's um, like lifestyle um, at home is different and like their support systems are all different. So it's definitely unique conversations that we have, but the underlying thing with social situations that we talk to our clients about is that um, we really want them to exercise that power of choice. Like you have the choice to make decisions about your body, about your food. um, And honestly, like you don't owe anybody an explanation. Um, So that's like, we want to empower our clients to choose um, whether or not they're comfortable to disclose what their journey and also um, like how to navigate setting boundaries around that and like telling, just simply saying, um, this is my choice and like switching the conversation over if that's like where their comfort level is at. Um, I use an example a lot of times when like you're out um, in a social situation and you're, you know, maybe on vacation or someone says to you like, oh, like, why are you ordering that salad? You're on vacation, order the fries. And it's yeah. like, you're making a choice about your, your body and how, um, you know, certain foods make you feel. And that's a personal choice. And so simply just saying, this is like what I want to, to eat today. I think this looks amazing. And leaving it at that yeah. is like very, very powerful. And our, the feedback from our clients has been like, they feel empowered to make these decisions. Yeah. They like want to choose certain foods. And then on the flip side, maybe they want to choose the fries over the salad. And right. on that is pretty amazing too. But yeah, you know, your why and making those choices based on you and not external pressure is like what we really want to work on with our clients. Yeah. So let's talk specifically about social situations for now, but I do want to like go back to the support system at home because I think that's really important. Elise, does this come up for you? I know specifically you do like macro coaching with your clients. So how do you kind of navigate that, that situation? Does it come up? And then what do you usually tell your clients? 
Yeah. That, I mean, I, I totally, everything Robin said, I totally agree with hundred percent. And I think a lot of times with my clients, I see what we call situational eating, right? So if let's say you're going for wings and you know, the, it's, um, the understanding is that you go and have wings and you decide, you know what, I'm going to have a salad with chicken. Then the, the, the kind of focus goes on to this one person who's, who's ordering a salad, let's say, and that makes everybody else all of a, all of a sudden guess their choices and say, Oh shoot, maybe I shouldn't begin the wing. Should I begin that? And that's what we call like this, you know, this situation that you're in a situational eating is that you can actually pop out of that and decide for yourself what it is and how you want to present that. So it can go one of two ways. When my clients are putting themselves in a situation like that, where let's say they're going for wings, but they truly don't want wings. And by the way, I will say, Hey, if you want wings, we'll figure out a way to have wings. Like let's, we're not here to deprive ourselves and to remove satisfaction. But for the most part, my clients will say, I actually don't even want wings, but you know, normally in the past I would have them because we're there, but I actually don't mind having salad. So I'd say, cool. So two things we could do. Number one, you go in with a power lead where you just say right when you get there, Hey guys, just letting you know, like I'm trying this new thing. I made this investment and commitment to my health. So like, I'm going to be having the salad enjoy your wings. I'm going to, I'm going to like have some fries. Maybe I'll taste one. And that's it. Um, the other, the other option is that you just kind of go in and not kind of make a big deal about it and, and see what people say. Uh, sometimes people don't care and they're just like, Oh, you're getting a salad. And you're like, yeah. And then they say, okay, cool. (laughs) You know, like, like Robin says, we don't, we don't encourage our clients to have to apologize for anything. We want our clients to live like, and be unapologetically them. So I think that in those situations, 100% make that call. When it comes to family gatherings, however, let me flip the script here. And it's mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving or the Christmas or whatever it is. And you gotta have a little bit of the, and you know, people are going to be like down your throat. That's 100% where I recommend going in with that power lead and kind of declaring it and saying like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm actually really excited. I'm feeling amazing. I've just really committed to this lifestyle. Um, and so because of that, I'm not going to be having this, but I'm going to enjoy that. And, and no one really fights them on that because who wants to be that person that's going to say, really? You've decided to commit to your health? Like, why? <laughs> right, right, right. Why would you do so, that? So I would love to share a personal example because I come from a very big Portuguese family. Don't know if you ladies know a lot of Portuguese people, but, <laughs> um, you know, the food is not exactly the healthiest. And for me, as someone who's worked in this industry for over, you know, 13 years now, I struggled with uh, family gatherings a lot because for whatever reason, people were just paying attention to my plate, right? If I had a lot, it was like, oh, look at you indulging, eating the pie, ooh, Miss Miss Skinny Fitness Person. And it really, like, it bothered me a lot. And I felt like I had to be like, but I taught two group fitness classes this morning and I ran a 5K and I felt myself like needing to like explain why I felt like having pie or why my plate was full. And then on the flip side, if I had a lighter plate, people were, I felt like people were making comments about that too, right? Like I couldn't win. If I had a lighter plate, then it would be like, oh, look at you. You're so good. That's why you're so fit, blah, blah, blah. I wish I could do that. And, and then I felt like I had to make excuses for that too, right? And it was really like, I noticed impacting the way I felt personally and adding some like stress to those family gatherings because I'm like what am I going to do I'm just going to stay away from the sweets that way nobody will say anything and you know 
if I grab a beer, someone's going to like, I was always anticipating comments. So for me, what I started to do, and I do talk to my clients a lot about the power of language and the words we use. And what helped me is when I started to just say, no, thank you, or yes, please, or really expressing gratitude. Like, for example, there's this like Portuguese custard like dessert thing that is just like oh my god I love them right I could literally eat a box of them and I refuse to not have them like at the holidays but in the past I always was like "Ooh, how many should I have like it's going to draw attention you know what I mean like someone's going to say something and now if I want to have it if I want to have it I follow it with gratitude like I'll have it and then I'm like this is so delicious Right. These are yeah. so amazing. And thank you for buying these or whoever made these. They are so great. And then I feel like, what can you say about that? Right? Like, or if someone does bring attention to my plate, I just say, Oh, this is kind of what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Make say yeah, yeah, I keep it very, very neutral. Like, oh. I'm hungry or like, I'm really hungry today, or this is what I feel like having, or this looks so good. I I haven't had this in so long. I can't wait to have it. Like I'm so grateful like for these Portuguese meals that I don't have often often, because I don't typically cook like that in my own household. So I make sure that like I express my gratitude for it. And ever since then, I've noticed that the comments have stopped. It's amazing. Because I'm not like feeding into it with like an excuse. That just ends up giving them another reason to reply. Yeah, you just you're just basically like slashing it down. I feel like and Robin, I don't know if you feel this way too. As like, you know, as a nutrition coach, people always want to know what I'm eating. And I'm actually like the worst person people go out with because they will change what they're eating according to what they think I want them to think. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, that's why I will actually just soften it right off the bat and be like, I'm getting fries. Just so everybody knows I'm getting fries. And it kind of like softens everyone's views. But I do feel that in this industry, it's people definitely are watching a little bit closely what we eat. And mm-hmm. that, that's a conversation in itself because there's expectation, right. like, should you be eating that? Or you're eating the fries then I can eat the fries. And I'm like, well, I'm not eating all the fries. I mean, some of the fries, and this is the first time I've had fries in a week. So let's not judge. <laughs> right. Right. I actually made a reel about that, about like, we're, I'm a nutrition coach, but I really just don't care what you're eating. I just want to enjoy my food. It's okay. (laughs) I'm not judging you. Yeah. I want to enjoy you and your company, not you and your food. Right. Right. Yeah. That's actually a real, I love that Robin, because that was something I noticed too, Elise, right? Like people around me feel like they should be making certain choices based on like what I'm having. And I'm like, I really don't care what's on your plate. And I really hope you don't care what's on my plate either. Right. Like, because I'm, I'm here I'm, to enjoy your company and whatever we're doing. And like, yeah. the food I, is not my primary focus. Yeah. I, and you probably find this Nina too with your clients. Like when I, when I put a client like on a fitness program, let's say they got a lot of weight to lose, they're super uncomfortable and they say to me, and I hear this all the time. 
I'm just not comfortable going to the gym. People are going to watch me. And I always say, oh, honey, let me tell you right now, we're not watching you. <laughs> we're watching ourselves. Nobody's watching you. So like the only person watching you is going to be you. Trust me when I say that. Right. And so it's, it's basically that whole idea of like staying in your lane. And like Robin said at the very beginning is like owning it. You got to own your own. This is your, this is your life. You get to make your choices. And there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in saying no. There's a lot of power of showing discipline and self-control. And that doesn't mean you can't have the French fries, the wings, the, the beautiful Portuguese food. It's just a matter of knowing your limitations and setting those limits ahead of time, perhaps. Yeah. It has to do with your mindset going into that, right? Like if you're um, anticipating all of this discomfort, then that's going to like kind of shine through. Whereas if you go in and like we talked about before, you're more so neutral about your choices and you're making choices that align with your goals, your tastes, like whatever it is that you're going in there with, then that's going to like also set the stage. If you like say your yes, yes, please. No, thank No, thank you. Yeah. And, I like yeah. That. Yeah. I really yeah. Like then you're or, not giving food the power you're taking that right. power, which I think is so important for like everybody to realize is that the power is within you and not the food and like switching that script from like, who has the power the food or you? Yeah. I also think it's about, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but um, getting out of this, we're in a diet mindset and we're on like a, we're on a diet because I think when you're on a diet, it's very easy to use that as an excuse, right? When you look at your choices as a diet, you're going, oh no, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. I'm on this thing. I'm following this very strict program. Whereas when you really start to look at your choices as just being something you do because it's making you feel better, because it's helping you get to be the person that you're trying to become, there's like, it's different. You no longer feel like you have to say why you're choosing the fries or not the fries, right? Because you're choosing what makes you feel good in that moment. You're choosing what your body feels like having in that moment. Yeah. When it's on you versus the diet, I feel like that helps kind of steer the conversation too, right? And I think sometimes people, the diet industry is so <laughs> did such a good job, right? Yeah. That when people do choose, like say a salad or choose to say no to the birthday cake, people automatically, right? Their heads turn. They're like, why? Are you on a diet? Right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. I get that. I get that a hundred percent of the time. I'm gluten free, dairy free. So when I go out, I'm not having dessert ever. Like there's very rare. Is there someone who's like, here's a beautiful gluten free, dairy free dessert for you. Right. <laughs> Never is going to happen. So I will get that. I'm taking the kids to a party or something, or we're at a gathering and then there's like ice cream and there's cake. And they're like, here you go. And I'm like, I just say no, thank you. Cause again, I don't need to apologize or explain myself to anybody. Right. So I say no, thank you. And then they say that same thing, you know, Oh, come on, you can, you can afford it. Like you're thin, you work so hard. And I'm like, uh, I know I do. Thank you. But like, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm gluten-free, like I'm dairy-free. So I, that will kill me, but thank you. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. It's like a hard back. So- I, okay, let's dive into that because I think that's a great point. But what happens for the person who doesn't have an allergy or right. isn't gluten or dairy free for a specific insensitivity to it? How does someone say no, thank you? And then the rebuttal comes, right? Yeah, what, and what do they yeah, say to the rebuttal? I, I, and you know what, I would encourage that person who's like, that's a great example, at least like, I wish I could just say that, then I would say, use it, just say, it doesn't agree with me right now. 
Yeah. Ah, I love that. Shut them down. Like, like how you said, Nina, basically you were like, I shut them down really quick. And that was the end of the conversation. So if you're looking to like de-escalate something and just put out that fire, I would just be like, doesn't agree with me right now. Thanks. Yeah. What, yeah. what can you possibly say to that? I've actually found it really helpful to say things like, I'm just not in the mood for that. Yeah. I feel like when I say that, like, oh, just, you can have it. Yeah, but when you're like, I'm not, I'm actually not in the mood for pizza, or then it's yeah. like, oh, okay, right? Whereas, like, when you just say no, I don't want to have it, then it's like, oh, you don't want to. Why are you? Are you on diet? What yeah. What did you do? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Can I still have it? Is that okay? And right. I, you know what? That's that would go into like also with uh, social drinking because I have a lot of clients who are very big social drinkers mm. that want to switch that habit. This is a very sticky situation because they say, well, now when I go out, people are always there. If the focus is on me, and I, I can I can speak from my own experience. I used to be a very big social drinker, and when I changed that, people were like, let's go for a drink. Let's go for a drink. And then I'd say. I'd love to get together with you, but hey, you know what? I'm not drinking so much these days. I can go for a walk and grab a coffee and just kind of flip it. But one thing I actually started doing because it was easier is I would just hold a drink and I would nurse that drink for the night because it just shuts people up so much faster than like, are you not having a drink? Can I get you a drink? Do you want another? And I'm, I'm like, oh no, I got one in my hand. Good, thanks. Right. And it's like water, or it's like soda or whatever it is, or maybe it's a drink and I'm just taking my time with it. But that sometimes it's just easier to take it and just, you know, hold it and nurse it if it's going to be in that situation where like grandma's getting mad at you and it's causing like more eyes and attention because you're trying to diffuse that situation, right? Yeah, Robin, what do you what do you recommend to your clients when it comes to social drinking, especially for someone, what would you recommend to someone who's like, well, I do actually really enjoy drinking, but I am trying to cut back. Like, how do you navigate that situation, especially if someone is in a group of social drinkers who are used to drinking a lot on the weekend. Yeah, this comes up, this does come up a lot. Um, and if, if the client is wanting to, you know, change this habit or adjust this habit, but still wants to enjoy a couple of drinks, I give them a similar advice to what Elise said, like have a drink, then have a water, then have a drink, then have a water kind of thing. Set right. a limit, like going into that social situation. Like I'm, I'm going to have two or three beverages. That's like kind of my thing. Take your time with it. Enjoy the drink. And, but you're also there. Remember for the social situation. Yes. So enjoy the people you're around, enjoy the event, wherever, whatever you're doing. And yeah, people are definitely less likely to be like pressuring you when you do have something in your hand. So if you're drinking, like vodka soda have your vodka soda drink it slowly enjoy it and then swap it for a water and then maybe order one more again so kind of alternating also yep. has hangover but mm-hmm. remember, <laughs> remember you are there for like the social part too and like really yeah. enjoy that and um try to like like live in the moment with that like social situation so yeah so that conversation has come up quite a few times for me and clients this summer specifically. And that's actually something, Robin, that I brought up quite a bit is like, think about what part of the social situation you are there for and really want to enjoy. Are you there to be drinking, like to really like just drink? Or are you there because you want to enjoy time with friends? Um, whether it's going to a concert, enjoying the music, are you there for the conversation and the quality time, or are you there for the drinking? Yeah. Most of the time, clients are like, no, I'm there for my friends and I want to spend time with them. Then, But I think we're so used to the focus around that time being around the drinking that it's like there's that pressure. And it's like, we'll take the pressure off of the drinking 
and think about what you're really there for, what part of it you really want to enjoy. And then the drinking can just kind of be almost like that filler, right? Like you're saying, have a drink, but don't let it be the focus. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yep, exactly. So let's get back to, I love all this advice on just owning it, um, make, maybe making that power statement, leading with a power statement in the beginning if you are on a journey. What is your recommendation and how do you guys talk to your clients about approaching the topic of being on a new journey within the household, within their core support system at home? Yeah, I, I think that for me, I, I mean, I have a teenage daughter and I have a lot of clients with teenage daughters. And this is the number one hesitation I get when someone, when I'm on a sales call with someone is they'll say to me, I, at least I want to lose weight. I have to lose weight, but I don't want my daughter to know. And I don't want her to see me dieting because I don't want to, you know, she's already looking at things. And I say, listen, I get it. I have a teenage daughter. Uh, however, having said that, I feel flip that script. And I say, I want my daughter saying that I'm mindful of what I'm eating, that I care about what I eat and how I nourish my body is super important and a priority for me as being like the head of my household, a business owner, a mom of three, I need to be able to sustain all the things I'm doing. So for example, the first time my daughter saw me without my kitchen scale, she said to me, and I'll never forget this. She goes, you're weighing your food now. And I looked at her and I said, hell's yeah. I'm like, I got to make sure I'm eating enough. Are you yeah. kidding? And then I like, I do like a bicep flex. And I was like, I got to, mm-hmm. I got to like make sure I'm eating enough and make sure I like I'm, I'm nourishing my muscles. And so she was yeah. like, okay. right. Instead of saying, and I could have easily said, yeah, I don't want to eat too much. But right. I just flipped it. Right. And so now when she sees me weighing, she's like, is that enough protein? Like, did you get enough? Do you need another chicken breast on there? Like, did you hit it? And yeah. so in my household, when we talk about that, we talk about the, the positive side of things. So, you know, is this, is this enough of a protein meal? Like, you know, can I have this treat? It's like, of course you can. Did you have enough, you know, did you have enough at lunch and did, are, your meal, are your meals bigger? So one thing I always ask my clients first and foremost is what is the support like at home? So if you have a spouse or a partner who is so against this, it's going to make it really hard Uh, But then I would dig into a little bit about the whys. And generally speaking, when people reach out to me, they already have that support. Right. And for me and my clients, what I see, it's more on the kid side of things and the teenager side of things and the, the habit side of things, especially with counting um, and Robin, you can jump in here too. Like my, my clients are mostly counting their macros and logging it. And so they don't want their kids. And I won't just put out girls here, but boys too, seeing that like mom is like, you know, tracking things and, you know, but then again, I flip that and saying, why not? Like they should see that you're tracking things. You want to make sure that you're getting enough fiber, enough water throughout the day, enough protein mm-hmm. every meal. And chances are those habits are going to flip into the kids as well, which is, which is a great thing. I mean, let's face it, like, you know, healthy children will most likely turn into healthy adults. And that's what we want. We want to, we want to nip that behavior in the back for sure. Yeah. I love that. Flipping the, flipping the script, like you said, to like the healthy part of it and not talking so much about the less I want to eat less. I want to eat more. I want to nourish my body. I want to make sure I'm getting enough protein in each meal. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, have enough energy throughout the day. Like food gives you energy, like food makes you feel good. Like, and, um, I have a 
two boys, five and seven. And they're already like, I asked them like, what should our protein be tonight? And they help like me, like make choices about our meals and like, what vegetable do you want on your plate? And I let them choose between like three different vegetables that I have in the fridge and having them like a part of like those choices has been really empowering for them. I've noticed because now, like when we go to like my parents' house, they're picking, you know, very good choices. And do they love treats? Absolutely. They do. But when they ask for a treat, they make, they say, mom, I had my protein and my vegetables for dinner. Can I have a treat tonight? Like, Oh yes, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) You can eat whatever you want. (laughs) It's really awesome to see though, because you're, you know, like you're trying to foster these healthy habits in a healthy way and like seeing them bring that on. And I don't have a daughter, but I do have a lot of clients who's asked those same things. Like they're very nervous about they're nervous about being on their phone a lot tracking. Cause I do a lot of macros to Elise, And they're also nervous about the food, bringing their food scale out in front of their daughter. Yeah. And, um, I say the same thing as you about like, you know, t- t- talking to them about like, you want to make sure you're nourishing your body and making sure your muscles are fueled and like t- talking about like food is energy and educating on them, on them, them on that. So it's really important. And, um, then the phone thing is another, um, challenge that they say, like, I feel like I'm always on my phone tracking. I feel, I, I don't want my kids to always see my face in my phone. And that's an amazing opportunity to get them to pre-track their food at night when the kids are in bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Then you're not and they'll hit their macros better too. <laughs> yeah, because I, I always try to get my clients to do that. Like, can you please, um, especially in the beginning, pre-track your food so that you know that you're hitting your goals. And then like, as you do that, you'll be able to do it a bit more intuitively. So if they're, you know, nervous about their kids seeing them in their phone all the time, that's like a perfect opportunity to hit a couple of goals, pre-track your food. And then you're not, you, you've created a plan for yourself for the day and you're not going to be in your phone as much. Yeah. 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 One conversation I do so what comes up for me mostly with clients is um, just the fact that most of my clients are women and they are the primary caretakers at home definitely the ones taking care of most of the meals dinners all that stuff um, and taking care of their kids and working full-time and all of that stuff so I do I do the same Elise I ask my clients do are they you know is there a significant other if there is someone in the house supportive of them how supportive are they? Do they know how important this is to you? I think that's a really important question. And I always encourage my clients to have a serious conversation with their significant other. Not a, and I don't want to sound like I'm being judgmental because I've done it plenty of times, but not a bitching session about their, their health and wellness. Not a like, ah, I need to lose five pounds. Oh, we need to stop eating so much takeout. Oh, I need your help with this. Because especially significant other, like most times significant others aren't going to hear that. Like they're not really hearing how they can help and how they can be supportive. So for me, I always tell clients to have a serious conversation, not like on the whim, but more of like, hey, can we sit down and talk about this? this is really how I'm feeling about myself and my body and I'm not feeling good. And I really want to take this next step, but I need your help. Yeah. And this is how you can help me. Cause I think it's, especially for men, it's really important that we like lay it out what we want from them. Like how can they actually help? Right. I don't sometimes like I try to remind them like just saying like, 
I need your help. I need you to be okay with He's what specific. I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they're going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, however you want to eat. Sure. Right. But like specifically, how can they help? Do you need them to make a dinner? Um, you know, take over dinner once a week. Do you need them to help shop for groceries? Do you like, how do you, do you need them to literally stop suggesting takeout three times a week? Yeah. Right. Oh, I love it. 100%. Having that serious conversation. And I think it's, important to say why not just I want to lose 10 pounds I hate that I'm overweight but like why how does it make you feel because I think in the end like your significant other if you are truly having like a deep conversation about like this is how I feel they don't want that for you Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really great minute. I got to, I got to start using that (laughs) verbiage because, you know, like most, let's talk men for a second here. Most men will say to their wife, like, I don't think you need this. Like you're beautiful. You don't need to lose the last 10 pounds. Like I, I think you're gorgeous. You're sexy. I'm comfortable, but, but the the wife might say, but I'm not right. So that support might not be there because he might feel that that's not necessary and and he loves you and it's not going to change his love or his attraction for you where you might say, I just don't feel like myself and I don't, I'm tired and I'm, I'm, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. And then they can say, okay, so I get it. So then losing weight is like the symptom of all these things. So if we can get some weight off, then we feel really good and I get it. And And who doesn't want their significant other to feel good and confident and their best. I feel like for me, because I had such a very dramatic like weight gain with both my pregnancies, like I did have to have that hard conversation with my husband of like, I can't do this by myself. And he was like such like just a typical guy, like he could eat takeout every single night, right? right? Like he could just go out to eat. We could never make food at home. And I was like, like, I need your help. Like, I really need. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, tell me, tell me what you want me to do. Like, tell me how I can help. And, you know, I'm like, all right this is it. Like, this is how you can help me. You can help by taking over some meal prep during the week when I'm with clients. Okay, fine. Tell me what you want me to meal prep. And he would. And like, to me, that was such a weight lifted off my shoulder. And also now, I mean, we've been together for 18 years. So my husband knows, like, if I'm not doing my regular things, I don't feel like myself. And he knows and he can see it. And he's like, what do you need me to do? Like, now he'll say, like, he'll step in and be like, what do you need me to do? You need me to go get groceries this week? Make a list for me. I'll go get it. Tell me what you want so that we can make it this week. And like having that true support where I don't feel like I have to be like complaining about, you know what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I feel like we don't have to keep having the deep down conversation, right? Like we had that very serious, like I need your help. This is why, this is how I feel. And because we were able to connect and it wasn't just like, wow, we need to start eating better and we need to stop eating so much takeout. He was able to like say, okay, I, I get it. Like I yeah. understand and I, I want to help. Yeah. yeah. I think um, laying out like the expectations, it's not fair for us to think that our spouses or significant others are going to automatically know how to help us. Right. right? And so placing mm-hmm. that pressure on them isn't fair. Um, so that yep. I love how you said, like telling them specifically how you can help them or how they can help you. Sorry. Um, I, 
I, I love that. That's great yeah. advice. And, you know, women, I think feel, um, and I hate this, gen- I hate generalizing like gender, but like, I, feel, I think because, you know, you're working, you have kids, you do the household stuff, you have all of this stuff on your shoulders and you forget that you can delegate some of that stuff and you can, yeah. and it's not selfish to put yourself first, but if you're not, if you're keeping it a secret, then you're putting just one more thing on your shoulders, right? Yeah. Like that's just another weight that you're putting onto yourself. So yeah, I love like you talk to your spouse about it and tell them what you're doing. And even if they're not like going to do it with you or on board, at least they know how things are going to change and it's not going to be a shock to them. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? And I also think it's good to have the conversation with them about how important it is to you. And also leading it to what we were talking about before how you want to address it in social situations. Yep. Right? Kind of like talking to them about like, hey, just so you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling the world that I'm doing this specific thing or I'm on this coaching program. Or maybe you are. Maybe you are saying to them like, hey, you know, this is how I'm going to address it. I think it's important that everybody's on the same page, right? Like as a support system that you are together on how you do want to talk about it. That way you're not, your spouse isn't mistakenly being like, oh, she's on a diet or whatever, when you didn't really want to divulge that information. Right. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot. I have a lot of my, a lot of my clients are very private people and they like to be very quiet and they make noise after with their results. Right. So they, they are not, and that's just a lot of them, their, their past experience from being on prior, prior programs, let's say, or diets that haven't worked for them. So they're just like, I don't want people to think I'm on another diet, but right. I want to, them to understand that I'm changing my habits and my lifestyle. And so that's yeah. why I say like, you don't, you don't have to talk to anybody about this. If you choose not to talk about it, then don't talk about it, but don't feel pressured to eat right. the wings or the pizza or the fries because you know, and because you want to make people feel bad. And I hear that all the time. I just had a client tell me last week, she's like, I had the whole cheesecake because my friend made it for me and I felt bad. And I'm like, was it good? And she's like, no, I didn't even like it. I don't even want it, but I felt bad. I'm like, you need the whole cheesecake, but you didn't even want it and you didn't like it. And, you know, we don't, we don't want that. That's not something that anybody should be having. Like, you know, if you, if you give babies carrots and they don't like it, they just spit it out. They don't just, you know, feel bad and eat the whole thing. Right. That's a very good, it's a very good point is so much of like the culture, culture, like, I think it's the pressure, the pressure, it's the calorie pressure, right? It's like, yeah, you must eat this. I made it for you. Or like, you know, people are starving in other places. And so you must finish the plate. And I grew up like you mean, I have a very big family. I come, I'm Jewish and we've got huge dinners. If you weren't full, you wouldn't eat on, you did not eat enough. Right. And so that, that was very hard. And a lot of my clients struggle with that too, where they are like, if I'm not full, then I'm, then I'm hungry and eat enough. And so if people don't see enough food on my plate, they're going to start telling me that I'm not eating enough. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that's food pushers. And that's where the power lead comes into play or, you know, fill the plate up. And once people see a full plate, they tend not to look as much and we're talking about obviously more specific situations but I mean it happens it really happens where people are eating and blowing you know their their macros because because of that yeah I mean definitely that was the way I was brought up was you eat every single thing on your plate and you don't leave anything um, behind which could be a whole nother topic honestly (laughs) when when it when it comes to that but I do love that you guys were talking about um just you know how to talk about food in front of your kids for me I'm on the same page as you guys I I would actually love if you guys know anybody to talk to someone specifically who deals with kids nutrition and just because I think it's important to have like a professional advice on like 
what should we be saying exactly about our health, diet, fitness around kids? But I'm the same way. I talk a lot about my food choices and our food choices as a family about strength, energy, feeling good, having enough food so that we can do the things that we like to do, so that we can play sports, so that we can be active, so that we can grow. Um, you know, I have two boys. They're growing. They're going through growth spurts. I'm definitely always saying to them, you guys need to be make sure, making sure you eat enough. For me, it's for them, it's about eating enough, right? Like making sure you have enough, make sure you have good energy, you guys are growing. Um, and when I talk about my food, I do the same thing. Like if I'm about to do a workout, I might be like, oh, I'm going to have a protein shake right after my workout, you know, um, things like that. Because I think it's important for them just to know why I'm making some of the choices. I feel the same way. I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that like, all mom did was eat salads. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And then, people have you heard say like, my mom was always on and off a diet, like yeah, so yeah. many people. And like, yeah. when we talk to our clients about like their goals, we always ask why it's important to them. And if they have kids, it's, they always want to say, I want to be a positive role model for my child. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a huge motivator for why you're making these positive behavior changes. And instead of thinking about it as a diet, like Elise said, and Nina, you said this too, like it's a lifestyle change. You're developing new habits. So let's get out of the diet mindset and then think about this as a lifestyle change and making these positive changes and, and role modeling these for our kids. Because a lot of clients will ask me like, okay, well, I don't want to make two separate dinners for my me. And I'm like, Oh, girl, no, you are not making two separate meals. This is that's not happening. There is no reason why your family cannot eat the same things as you, you know? Um, Right. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting to have those conversations, but they're very great conversations to have because you get like under the layers about like, where their where their habits are and where their social supports are and like you can kind of peel that back and that's where a lot of like behavior changes that stick is created yeah and that's why this was coming up for me so much this summer is that I had so many clients who have truly been on and off dieting roller coasters for years and it is ingrained into their mind not only to be on a diet but to talk about the diet right it's I'm on Weight Watchers. I can't eat that because I'm I'm doing keto. I can't do that because I'm I'm doing whatever it is. I'm doing paleo. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. They're so used to just making the statement because it's also a fad thing. So I feel like because they were always on some sort of fad diet, some sort of big name brand, right? Like it almost became like a conversation at a social event. Like, oh, I'm doing Weight Watchers. And then everybody right. starts talking about Weight Watchers, right? Oh, I'm doing keto. And then everybody starts, oh, well, how's that? How's that going for you? How does it work? Blah, blah, blah. And it becomes a topic of conversation. Talking about making lifestyle changes, that's just boring. Right, <laughs> like, it is. Because it's it's hard work and it's not quick. So it's like, oh, but I could just skip a meal or skip a, you know, not eat a food group and I could lose weight faster. It's like, okay. Well, <laughs> and there's no like, there's no talking point to it, right? So if right. If you're like, well, I'm just trying to eat healthier. People are like, uh, how? Like, what's the rules? What are you doing? What can you have? <laughs> what can't? Yes. What? How do I do that? How do I do that? Yeah. What how do, do I get I, rid of? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love that, Robin. That is huge. What should I not eat? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like poison. <laughs> our type of coaching, like, it's not like that, right? Yeah. So then it's like, then that person feels awkward because it's like, well, how do I tell them? Right. about what I'm doing. You know, I have one client who explains it really nice. 
she has been with me for probably about eight months. And the way she explains it, she's like, I don't know what she says. it. I don't know how to explain it other than I've just learned so much about what my body needs and how I should be eating to feel good. Yep. That's how she explains it. She's like, I'm not on a diet. I'm just working with a coach who is teaching me how to eat better. And she's like, I don't know how to, she says it like that. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just learning so much about my body. And I love that, that she just, and it, but honestly, she's only started to tell people recently because so many people are bringing attention to the fact that she's clearly lost a lot of weight. Again, we've been together for like eight months working together. So it's been a process. But because so many people are asking her about it, she has been saying like, I'm on this journey, like I'm learning a lot about what I what my body needs. Whereas in the beginning, she did not feel comfortable telling anybody one, she hadn't learned a lot yet, right? Two, she was kind of exploring to see how it feels. And three, it's not a diet. Right. It's yeah. not a diet. It's not like a thing like, oh, I'm doing this diet. It's not thing, sexy. Right? It's not sexy. It's not sexy. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that just, that's usually my personal opinion. And what I give my clients advice on is like, take the dieting part out of it. Make choices based on what feels good when you're out at social events. Say yes, please. No, thank you. You don't. But also, when you do decide that you want to indulge, I really do believe that positive words make a huge difference. And showing gratitude, like if you're going to have pizza or cake, have it and, you know, be like, wow, this is amazing. Great. There is so much power. It was funny because I noticed even for me, people expected me to say no to birthday cake when at parties or that I would be like, oh, just a little slice. And when people started asking me and I changed my perspective on it and saying, hey, do you want a piece of cake? And I said, absolutely. That looks amazing. It was like all of a sudden, no comment. It was just like, oh, here you go. Like, but there was nothing nothing more came of it. And that for me was so amazing. Whereas before I would always be like, Ooh, just one little slice. I think I'll try a bite, you know? And then you always feel like you need to say something else. And when I just started leading with positivity and gratitude, like, Oh, that cake is delicious. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was like, suddenly it's like, what are people going to say? Yeah. You know, they're just like, people are like, Oh, I ate too much. Oh, I shouldn't have. The guilt and like all of these like negative mindset cycles that happen. So I love the positivity reframe. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it takes the stress out of it, right? Like now you're not stressed about it because you truly proclaimed out loud that you enjoyed that piece of cake. Yeah. If you felt like having it, right? Like you truly were like, that was delicious. I'm so glad I had that versus like, oh my God, why did I do that? Right. That's why like, I, in that cheesecake example, I said, my client, my first question was, did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Yeah. Expecting her to say, yeah, it was great. And so she's like, no. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, then that changes the conversation, yeah, right? Because if she had said yes, right, right. Because right. if she had said yes, then you would have been like, well, amazing. Okay, it is it, amazing. It is what it is. I'm so yeah. glad you enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we can wrap it up and say that we're all pretty much in agreement that people should own their journeys. Absolutely. Use positive words, but also not feel like they need to explain 
anything to anyone. Yeah, or be apologetic for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. except for their very close support system because obviously they need whoever is in their household the support and understanding of why they're yeah. on this journey. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Ladies, tell everybody, please, Elise, I'll start with you. Where can they find you? What do you have going on right now? What do you want to tell people about? Okay, yeah, you can, uh, easiest place to find me is probably Instagram on, my handle is at functionallyfitwithelise. Um, I'm running, I'm not sure when this is going to be aired actually, but I'm running a free five day, uh, course on reducing hunger and cravings by over 50% feeling in control of your eating again. That's called macro you and that runs on, uh, start September 7th. So oh, if you perfect. Want to is that good? Yeah. 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 This is going to air uh, the 29th. So great. Perfect. Yeah. So lots of time there. I still have like a weekend a bit to get in on that. We start September 7th. Uh, so five days coaching with me for free. So that's the best way to join me and um, learn more about macros, my style and approach and follow along. Yeah. Awesome. I will drop all of those links in the show notes for anyone who is listening and just wants to grab the link there. Robin, tell us a little bit about what you got going on, where people can find you. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at Robin underscore YQL nutrition, Robin spell with a Y. And, um, my website is yqlnutrition.com and we are going to be launching our signature group program, uh, this fall. We're starting to talk about it and, uh, you can start, you can get on the wait list and that's on my Instagram. So do eight week group coaching program for all goals, fat loss, um, muscle gain, performance, health, longevity, all the good stuff. So Yay. I love that. Yeah. Like I said, I'll drop all that stuff in the show notes so people can just grab it there. Thank you again, ladies, so much for sharing. I love chatting with you. I feel like we could go on and on and on and talk about a bunch of different things. So maybe we will do this again in a few months. If you have any suggestions for topics, as always, I appreciate them. You can shoot them to me on Instagram at fitwith underscore Nina, or make sure that you drop into the Making Fit Work Facebook community where I'm always taking suggestions on things that you guys want to learn about. So until next time, chat soon. Thanks for having us. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.